Welcome to Beyond the Numbers, where Weaver professionals talk business and accounting. We'll explore a wide variety of topics from tax law and accounting standard changes to managing cyber, fraud, financial, and operational risks. What do these issues mean to your business? Join us as we go Beyond the Numbers to find out. everybody. Welcome to Weaver's Beyond the Numbers Real Estate Podcast. I'm Rob Nowak, real estate tax partner with Weaver, and I'm joined by my always partner, sometimes collaborator, Howard Altshuler. Howard is Weaver's partner in charge of real estate services. This podcast, as you know, is intended for informational and equally as important to entertainment purposes, which means nothing said here constitutes professional advice. So if you have a question, call your accountant, or more importantly, call Weaver. You can go to weaver.com to find all our content, like white papers, live casts, and more. That's weaver.com. Howard, we have a guest in the studio today. What's going on? Well, Rob, like we've been talking about for the last couple of days, um, you're at home nursing a bad back. Um, As you know, I was nursing a bad back a couple of weeks ago. And so um, I I guess we're, we're getting old, aren't we? Well, I gave you a hard time about that. I mean, I razzed you pretty good and karma's tough. And it's paying, uh-huh. it's paying me back. Uh-huh. Uh, and thanks uh-huh. for calling attention to our age and, you know, the fact <laughs> that we seem to be breaking down day by day. But who's our guest? <laughs> so, you know, in light of that, with our need for healthcare, uh, we have with us today, Corey Palisota. Corey is a managing director in Weaver's advisory services practice, and his specialty is healthcare. So, Corey, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do here at Weaver? Yeah, and thanks for the, the brief introduction, and thanks for uh, allowing me to participate in your, in your popular podcast. I am a managing director in Weaver's Healthcare Valuation Group. About 60% of what I do is is your pure valuation for operating businesses within healthcare. And I would say about 40% of what I do is is really consulting um, in the industry. And whether that's consulting health systems and various transactional matters, or from time to time, really working with uh, real estate developers and helping them understand the market uh, in a particular area if they're looking to, to build new healthcare assets. So, Corey, I, I have some clients that are in healthcare, and just to kind of set the table, you know, typically in those structures, you're going to see a piece of real estate, let's call it, you know, a rehab hospital, but then there's going to be a side-by-side, somewhat related entity that's an opco that's actually operating the hospital. You're, you're spending your time over here on the operating side. Is that a fair statement? That, that, that's correct. And, and in these situations, you know, healthcare real estate is, is much different than, than your, your multi-purpose uh, real estate asset. Mm-hmm. Healthcare uh, real estate is typically single purpose. So in other words, if you build out and build a, as you said, your, your, to your, for your rehab client, you built a rehab hospital, that development can, can really only be used as a, as a rehab hospital. And so the, the critical question becomes, is this operation going to be successful? Because this operation is what's paying the lease, which is then driving real estate value. And so the first question that developers have, at least if they're, you know, sophisticated, is am I constructing an operation or a hospital uh, that's going to be successful? And so therefore they want good operators um, in these facilities. And they also want to make sure that even if you're the best operator in the world, uh, if the market demand is not there, it, it, it doesn't matter. And so the developers are asking those questions. And, and that's where we sort of get a little bit involved from a, from a consulting standpoint. 
And, and Corey, just to clarify, you're dealing with kind of like a single use property. So as opposed to say a medical office building that's next to a hospital that, you know, you have doctors and dentists and, you know, what have you, that's not quite where you're focused. It's really more the like the single use specialty type properties. Correct. Correct. We are getting okay. into some, some areas though, because the healthcare landscape is changing so much, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily from a, you know, can, can I convert my MOB into a, into a different use? Um, you know, trying to address questions of, you know, will this, will this project be feasible from an MOB standpoint, but we're starting to see a lot of interesting real estate structures uh, as far as designing MOBs with ambulatory surgery center space with, uh, you know, maybe their space for, for imaging. And so um, we're seeing, starting seeing from an operating standpoint, the, the real estate really trying to think hard about what services are going to be included, uh, you know, whether it's just MOB or, or we're also going to add other services in, on, on, in that real estate footprint. Got it. Got it. And I'm presuming that it's probably somewhat of a hot market. Um, you know, like I said, you know, Rob and I are getting older. We're all getting older. Um, yeah. The population as a whole is aging. Um, and so it, it seems like the, the the providers are starting, are continuing to to play catch up in that regard. Yeah, I think uh, one thing that's interesting about real estate and healthcare, healthcare is a very much an in-person service. Mm -hmm. And so while we've had this pandemic, and, you know, a lot more uh, employees are working from home. Some businesses are, are, are straight up not renewing their, their office leases and, and just turning into a virtual company. Healthcare is, is, is in person um, primarily. And so I, I'd agree to your point. There's been a lot of interest in the space of investing in, in healthcare real estate uh, as, as one of the safer asset classes when you look at across all real estate classes. Corey, what are some of the factors that are, are impacting valuations, let's say, for those operating businesses? And, you know, how are you seeing that directly then translating or contributing into real estate values? Yeah, so I think that, you know, the stronger the operator and the, the, the stronger the operating business, the, the, the more valuable the real estate can be. And so factors, it's, it's, it's typically your normal, you know, your normal um, areas that you would look at. I mean, what are those competitive advantages? Mm -hmm. um, that that operator has versus other operators in the market. How strong is the competition in the area? Mm -hmm. um, in healthcare, payer mix is 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 typically a, a sub factor that you look at. Um, you know what is going on with the, your reimbursement rates? What is your payer mix from the standpoint of commercial versus Medicare? Um, all of those things play into you know are you going to be able to you know get enough revenue? To pay the expenses, uh, the, the lease being one of those. Um, there's been a lot more collaboration. I'd, I'd say that over the last few years, you've seen a lot of horizontal integration from the standpoint of the uh, hospitals uh, consolidating, systems consolidating, physician groups consolidating. Um, and, and I think what we're starting to see more in the marketplace today is, is vertical integration. So in other words, the competitive advantage seems to be how can I best work with the payers, with the operators, uh, with the employers, and, uh, and and also with the physicians, and so, um, and different markets, you know, competition in different markets really really vary. I mean, the competitive situation in in Utah is much different than the competitive uh, situation in Texas. Makes sense. So when you're dealing with a case where you've got like a kind of like what Rob's referring to, related party entities where you've got the OPCO and the PropCo, how are the rents typically structured? Are they like a 
op, like an office building where it's just straight up rental cost plus cost reimbursements or more like a retail where you have percentage rents and things like that involved? I, I, so so it varies. Um, so you have some uh, locations like, like, like an urgent care center might be located in a strip center, strip mall. Uh, those are going to be just your typical, you know, typically it's, you know, what's, what's the, what's the value of, uh, you know, of any, any tenant in that mm -hmm. facility. And, um, you know, from a development standpoint, you have a little bit more flexibility setting that lease rate. So typically developers do work on a, you know, cost built cost plus, if you will, a cost plus markup uh, basis. But to the extent that you have an, an operating company that is performing you know, significantly better than um, and it has the ability to afford a higher lease rate, um, you can have you can get in an area that's called the value of the least estate. In other words, you can set your rent, set your rent rate higher than maybe what you would ordinarily garner in the market because the operations can afford that lease. And that would translate into higher real estate value. Got it. So if you got to a point where it's like, okay, maybe I want to split this up, yeah. um, you've got some flexibility to maximize value on the real estate side, maybe sell that off to a third party, generate a ton of cash, and then focus on your operations of providing good health care. That's right. And so when we do the business valuation, uh, I typically look at, you know, the business, the value of the business, including everything in it is, is, is you know, one, a, a whole pie. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of carving out that pie into its various divisions and real estate being in healthcare. One of the one of the largest divisions, and so if you set that real estate lease, you know, lower the lower the real estate lease is, the more value is left in operations, less in real estate, and and vice versa. And so we do see a lot of that opco propco design, where you know wherever you're setting that lease rate, you're pushing value in one direction and, and risk in the other. Right. So, but it still has to be somewhat market. You can't you can't go crazy with it. Correct. I mean, I, I, a lot of a lot of, at least what I have seen is, you know, a lot of the real estate owner, the landlords, they want their lease rate to be a viable lease rate. Mm -hmm. And so they want to see good coverage and they want to see the operations being, being successful. Got it. Okay. We're just about out of time. Uh, Corey, again, thank you for being on. Um, thank you for being our guest. Um, I think we got to get Corey a Weaver sticker for coming on today, like the one sitting behind <laughs> you, Howard. Visit Weaver.com to download this episode and find us on Spotify and iTunes. Um, like and follow us both on LinkedIn as well as Weaver. For more thought leadership in podcasts and livecasts, go to Weaver.com. Mm -hmm.